welcome back to the joy of aquatics now we are starting to get towards the end of our self-care series but i've absolutely loved hearing the feedback that you guys are loving this topic and it's great to know that we're helping swimming teachers out there so that is awesome now today's self-care topic is voice and i've been really passionate about vocal care since i first went to an industry conference back in about 2012. Now, I was absolutely shocked by the number of women that sounded like men or chain smokers. I couldn't believe it. And it was at this point that I realized how important my voice was going to be to the future of my career. However, it wasn't until a few years later that I met the right people who were going to be able to help me learn about how to take care of my vocal cords and how to, how to look after my voice. So today we are speaking to those people and uh, we are speaking to Katerina Hebbard from Indelibility Arts and uh, I have a YouTube video as well where we're going to be speaking with Jessica Ham, and I'll tell you more about that in a moment but back to Kat. So I first met Kat a few years ago when she was teaching a NIDA acting course that I was taking. This woman is absolutely amazing. Her credentials are phenomenal. She's you know what, I'm going to let, let her tell you all about herself, but she has some absolute gold for us today. Now, for those of you who are very visual, I said before, we do have a YouTube video that goes with this podcast or this episode of this podcast. Now, it was a Zoom meeting that I had with Jessica Ham. Now, I met Jess in a different course, but it was the day after I met Kat. So I could not believe my luck in meeting two people in two days they would have all the knowledge that were going to be able to help me take care of my voice. So Jess is an up and coming actress and singer in Brisbane. And the YouTube video takes us through some background information and also some exercises. So some of the exercises are similar to what Kat talks about today and some of them are, di some of them are different. So if you can get the two into you, that'd be great. If you can only get one, oh, oh well, that'll have to do, won't it? But there's two different ways to get some of this information into you. So let's get cracking. Here's what happened when I caught up with Katarina Hebbard. Kat, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Joy. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And it's so great to be speaking to you. I am really passionate about this topic for swimming teachers because we don't get taught anything about uh, looking after our voices and looking after our bodies, I guess, when we're in the water. Everything's about skin, um, but we don't do much for the inside of our body. So I'm really excited to hear what you've got to say today. This is cool. Miss Kat, tell us a little bit about you and uh, where you're from and, and what you do. Okay. So I am originally trained as an actor, so all of this stuff comes from my acting training. I am also a fully qualified teacher, a special education teacher, and I um, work at the moment. I run a theatre company called Indelibility Arts, and we are a professional ensemble, and we work with professional artists with disability um, or disabled artists. Uh, so we have this... Um, great little company that creates new work as a, as an artist myself i am a director an actor a voiceover artist i do a lot of uh film tv theater work uh, and i do a lot of teaching so i teach 
for NIDA and I've done some teaching for QUT and I've done some teaching for Harvest Rain Theatre Company and I've done quite a bit of private tutoring as well uh, and I run group classes and individual teaching as well. So there's a whole lot of things that I do. Uh, but it's all around the arts. It's all around theatre mainly and some film and television. And so that's kind of my life. Yeah, you're a very busy lady. <laughs> good so, busy though. Yes, no, very, it's good busy, mm. good busy. And I think mm. um, your qualifications there I think would resonate quite well with swimming teachers because we quite often feel like we are up performing in front of kids and we yes. do deal with a lot of kids that have um, different needs or special needs or disabilities. Yes. So, yeah, guys, swimming teachers out there, it is time to take a leaf out of um, Kat's book and definitely start warming up our voices before we get And protect them for the long yeah. term. That's it. Like it's, you know, it's great to kind of do it on a daily basis, even just for your own um personal growth as a as, you know when you talk it's it's great to understand how it works and do that every day not just when you're teaching but do it every day it's great why mm -hmm. do we need to warm up i guess it's like any muscle in your body if you don't warm it up there is a risk of injury uh, and also the other side of that is if we want to be able to sustain a career where we use our voices a lot, which, you know, teachers, instructors, tutors, actors, all of all of those people who use their voices all the time, uh, we need to be able to protect it and know how to make sure that we are using it correctly. So it's very easy to misuse your voice and to do damage without really knowing it. So if you understand how your voice works, and how you can warm it up and how you can protect it, then you have longevity, but you also have protection and safety. That's mm. awesome. Okay, so how do we use it properly? I mean, we're working in a really loud, chemically environment. How, how do we use our voice properly? What do we, what do, we do? Yeah, that's, a, that's a, great, um, a great question because you're also generally, a lot of the times working against a lot of elements, you're working outdoors or if you're working in an indoor environment you're working against a lot of noise and against uh you know people who are in maybe even in a pool and so there's you know uh they may have swimming caps on they may have you know things that impede them being able to hear you yeah. correctly so projection yeah, all of those sorts the of things. That's right. Yeah. And you might have loudspeakers, you might have other tutors, other teachers, you know, teaching in another lane, things like that. So there might be instructions going on all over the place. So to be able to cut through that uh, and to be able to, um, I guess, get your message across, uh, the, way, the best way to handle that is to understand how to breathe first and then how to project so and to also use all of the layers of your voice so using your resonators and using the um fullness of voice rather than trying to project from just in your head or just in your throat so using the entirety of your voice which means understanding how 
your voice works and how breath works to support that. Okay, so I, I'm I'm a little lost now. <laughs> how, how I guess how how do those three levels work? Work? Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing is breath control um, and breath support gives you the capacity to then be able to project your voice. So so if you've got a if you've got a a decent control over your breath then you're not grabbing at I've got to make this you know announcement now and I'm taking a really short sharp breath and I'm putting tension on my throat in order to get that sound across a pool whereas if you can breathe quite deeply right down into your diaphragm you've got breath support there and so you've got this barrel of breath that can sit behind the sound that's coming out of your mouth so it's supporting your vocal cords it's supporting the sound that's coming out of the channel that goes from, you know, your vocal cords through your mouth and out. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when we breathe in, our belly should actually come out. Yeah, you should expand yeah. that, that lower area of your breath. Yeah. But, oh, of your body, sorry. Expand that lower area of your body. So the, and the idea is that your shoulders shouldn't go up. Your chest should go out your rib cage should fill outwards rather than up into your throat and neck does that make sense as well so when yeah. you breathe in you shouldn't be raising your shoulders you should be breathing outwards and yeah. downward yeah so you're trying to fill from the base of your stomach all the way up into your chest and your rib cage should fill outwards okay i think if anyone mm -hmm. could see me right now they would be laughing because i'm sitting there <laughs> trying to do it <laughs> It's so funny because I'm actually doing the same as I'm talking to you. I'm kind of going, right, so this is, the, this is the mechanics of it. And it's really interesting. Like most yoga, people who do yoga, tai chi, singing, any kind of um, meditation even, there's, an, there's, a, there's a component of that that, that um, focuses on breathing. So anybody who does any of those sorts of exercises should be able to draw, if Pilates as well, should be able to draw on how you use your breath to help you control the muscles in your body. Yeah. So we just translate that into what we, and I mean, swimming, swimmers would do it when they swim. You have to be able to control your breath in order to, you know, swim properly. Yeah. And it's it, part of how you teach. It's part of how you learn to swim, isn't it? Yeah. Controlling we, we, that breath. We do. We teach a lot of breath control. We teach yes. a, well, I personally teach a hold, blow and breathe. But I know when I was swimming competitively, um, I think that's what gave me some really bad habits around my breath in that everything is coming from the shoulders and up. Yeah, I don't right. breathe from my belly. So yeah, learning right. to redo that has been yes. hard for me so uh, i'm interested i guess to see if there are any other teachers out there that have a background in competitive swimming that are the mm. same way so yeah but definitely breath control is something that we do teach a lot of mm. so we should i guess we should really understand it from that point quite well but what 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 does the rest of your voice do so you've got breath support and breath control yeah, What's... so we've got resonators, we've got vocal yeah. cords, which we need to warm up. One of the best ways of doing that is to gently introduce sound into breath. So don't start going, do a set of scales to warm your voice up. 
it's actually much better to start gently and to it's like anything when you wake up in a morning in the morning your body has been resting and everything is cold so if you went and got out of bed and went straight out for a run without doing any kind of stretching you're likely to do an injury yeah 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 do yourself an injury so it's the same as any sort of exercise so in order to warm up your voice it's great to start gently humming and the best way to do that is to stand in the shower and do it while you're showering with the steam because the steam also loosens up the vocal cords so you can do some gentle sort of mm, humming just really gently it doesn't have to be a note it's just touching on your voice and getting that voice warmed up and so moving around and moving the sound down into your chest so getting the chest noise going as well so really making sure that you've kind of got that bass support with your voice as well so it doesn't automatically go into your throat yeah. and that you're not putting tension in your jaw and in your throat. So you're trying to warm that up and trying to keep those vocal cords nice and loose. Anytime you um, push from your throat or push from your jaw, you are probably putting tension in places you really don't want to put tension for your voice. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, we do need to support that with a relaxed jaw and uh, relaxed muscles in the mouth. But when you place tension in the jaw or in the throat, then you're restricting those muscles. Does that make sense? Mm, yes. Yeah. You know what? It's. I, I feel like I've just got the analogy of... Um, someone who's trying to go back to exercising but they're not using their pelvic floor as their base yeah. when they exercise so they might go and and do something incorrectly and do themselves and yeah yeah exactly yeah making the, and it really is it really is worse, about yeah. having it, it really is about having that core muscle really well tuned and understanding how it works yeah so the vocal cords if you put pressure on them and if you force that, you're going to strain them. Mm, okay. It's like any muscle. So you're going to strain them. So the way to the way to get them nice and warm is to do all of that humming, get the um, steam going in the voice. And I mean, you know, even the best of artists, singers, performers, still do some damage sometimes because you know that sometimes it's unavoidable and a situation might occur where you use your voice incorrectly or you're or you're unwell and you still have to use your voice and yeah. uh, or yeah. you may or you may put put yourself in harm's way by doing something that you don't realize is going to damage your voice so yeah. there are all sorts of things that you can still do that will damage it or or put strain on it yeah. but at yeah. least if you understand how it works and the things that you can do to to protect yourself and to give yourself a bit more of a safeguard, then you're less likely to do that damage, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So on our way to the pool, we're going to do some humming because let's... Come in the car. In, yeah. Um, in, um, you're probably in the car. not going to shower before we have to go and spend five hours in the pool. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So, so we, just, just get, we'll the, get the humming going in the car, but hum, hum. Okay. Don't, don't try and belt out the tunes. Just hum along, up and down the scales if you want, but don't do that straight away. Just gently, just 
don't force it. It's just a kind of make sound with your voice and get your voice warmed up. So the more you do that, the more um, relaxed your vocal cords become and the more pliable they become and the better they are then at making the sounds that you need them to make. Yeah. So if you need to quickly go, hey, stop, you've got the breath support that you've been working on, but you've also got your vocal cords nice and warm. So you're not straining to go, hey, stop, it's all supported. Yeah. Um, or hold that or breathe and breathe and breathe. You know, you've, you've got that support there yeah. so that you're not putting tension around that area. Yeah. So, you know, that's a really it, – and it's really simplifying the idea of a vocal warm-up um, because, you know, a lot of performers do a good half hour to an hour of vocal warm-ups beforehand. You know, wow. they'll they'll really warm that voice up. Well, particularly if you're going to be on stage for any length of time – uh, and you know you need to, your voice to be really malleable, you need to make sure that you've exercised, you've, you've warmed it up well, you've stretched it well before you actually go into those really difficult things that you've got to do. And if you think about it, like you're, you're, if you're in the pool or, or, or by the side of the pool and you're training someone or you're teaching a class, you may have, you know, 10, 15, 20 people that you're working with each one of them need to hear you the same way over and above all of those sounds. Yeah. So you, you're competing against a lot of, I guess, difficult things that may impact on how safe you can be with your voice. Yeah. And, um, and, and knowing that and going into that prepared um, puts you in good stead to protect it for longer. Um, so, yeah, so the humming is great. Um, loosening up the jaw, the tongue. So do some tongue stretches, do some jaw chewing, um, okay. moving the mouth around, how, facial how we, stretches. How do we do that? How do we stretch our tongue and our face? So with your tongue, your tongue is a muscle like yep. any other muscle in your body. So if you place the tip of your tongue behind your lower teeth mm -hmm. and you curl your tongue over and stretch it out, you keep your tongue behind the tip of the lower te the tip of your tongue behind your lower teeth yep. and then stretch the arc of your tongue out and then flatten it back down relax it and then stretch it out and flatten it and stretch it out and flatten it and if you do that you know eight ten times do mm -hmm. that and then do uh, exercises where you trace the inside of your teeth with the tip of your tongue uh -huh. from your molars all the way around the top and then the bottom, and then in between your lips and your teeth, then do that and circle around like eight times one way, eight times the other way. Oh, so each okay. exercise, yeah, you'll feel I can, it. I can feel that already. I'm yeah. sitting here doing it. I wonder how many teachers listening are actually trying this right now. <laughs> yeah, so as you as you do that, you, you're warming up that muscle. And you might find tonight, if you do that and you do all of those exercises like um, on the inside of your teeth, between your teeth and your lips, and then on the outside of your lips, and you go eight times one way and eight times the other way. Mm -hmm. It's not an attractive exercise. You don't look pretty doing it. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's a really worthwhile exercise because it loosens up the base of the muscle, which is right at the back of your throat. Like, you'll feel it, and it may feel yeah. like you, you're stretching that and you might have a little bit of a sore 
sore throat, but it, it's not the same sort of sore throat. It's just that you've used that muscle. Yeah. Um, and if you do that every day, your tongue will get looser and it becomes more agile and it becomes more able to get around sounds and get around words really quickly. So if you need to get an instruction out quickly, it can then help save you from putting pressure on your throat as well. Okay. You know, if, if all of these muscles are agile. So with your jaw, do some chewing, um, things like that, you know, just uh, massage your jawline down. If you know that you hold tension in your jaw, try and do some yawning, try and um, stretch it out. So open your mouth really wide and then tighten it up and then open it wide and tighten it up really tight. So squish your lips together like you're making a really sort of tight kiss, I guess, and then open it really wide like you're trying to fit a whole apple in your mouth and then okay. squish it up really tight again. So do those kinds of things. Um, and then do some chewing, exaggerated chewing, like you've got like a cow chewing its cud, um, that kind of thing. So do some exaggerated chewing there as well. Loosening up that jaw area, making sure it's nice and loose. Breathe out and then just let your jaw drop and let it hang and see if you can relax your jaw. Um, there is a, you know, people do little jaw shakes and things like that, but, you know, like it's really up to you what you do, yeah. how you how you relax that jaw. So I like to just give my um, jawline a good massage from yeah. where the jaw, where the um, upper and lower jaws kind of join. Yeah, the that side TMJ of the joint. There. Yeah, and you can really feel it. You can really feel tension in there. If you put a little pressure there, you can really feel it sometimes. So if you give yourself a nice little massage through there, just with the heel of your hand, so where your thumb joins into the base of your wrist, that's yeah. sort of like that area. If you use that area and just massage down there and along the jawline and allow your jaw to drop as you do it, um, it can kind of loosen that area up a little bit and allow you to be a bit more free with your voice and your jaw. Uh, your vocal cords, the more you use them gently to start, the warmer they get, as I said before, the more relaxed they become. Yeah. Um, but that also That is also reliant on having correct breathing techniques. So you really need to look at that um, filling from the base of your, your stomach, I guess, um, your diaphragm area up through into your chest and out and then try and do try and do breathe from the base up and then the base and breathe out from the top down kind of thing so you're emptying that base last so you're okay, using yeah. the bottom of your um breath barrel i guess uh to support everything so you breathe in from there but you breathe out from the top down yeah 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 that cool. makes sense I can, I, I'm visualizing that. that you can sense. picture that? Yes, I Great. can. Yeah. Great. And, um, and then there's all sorts of little exercises that you can do with your voice. So you can do some humming, you can do some trilling, you know, like, um, yep. like blowing out like a horse, like you go without voice, but then yep. you can do it with voice as well. Okay. Awesome. And, and that helps thing, warm it all up. Yeah. A big thing that you and I have done in the past is, yes. and, and I've loved doing this, is <laughs> the tongue twisters. Yes. And I guess you were talking yeah. about having your vocal cords and your tongue and all those muscles really agile. And yes. that sort of, it just triggered off, ah, oh, yes, tongue twisters. Is that another reason why we do tongue twisters in vocal warm? Yes. 
Yeah, it helps with articulation. It helps with your um, when you're getting your um, brain and your mouth around a lot of information. Yeah. Then they work together. They work together really well if you've if you've warmed your mouth up correctly and your jaw up correctly. But it's also about connecting the thought with the muscle. Yes. So it's about saying, what does my brain need to do, and what do my muscles need to do. And if you're very aware of that, then you're more aware of how you're using your voice and how you're using your breath. Okay. So if your brain is switched into what you're saying and doing, then you're less likely, hopefully, (laughs) to um, damage, to to do any damage. You know what I mean? Like, so connecting your brain with your motor function is really important in um, vocal exercises because it then can translate into, okay, can I feel that in my throat? Yes, I can. So what do I need to do now to make sure that I'm not putting tension in my throat? All right, I need to breathe a little bit more deeply with that. All right, great, I can do that easily. And so it just switches your brain into that higher level of thinking. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, the other tip with tongue twisters is if they're really easy, then they're, they're not challenging for you. Yeah. Um, if you can do a tongue twister and do it really, really well and really fast, that's great. But find something that is more challenging for you because what that does is it trains your brain in different patterns and it helps your brain and your muscles work together more yeah. efficiently. Mm. So once you've mastered 11 benevolent elephants, then you Yay! Can Irish wristwatch. Toy boat, toy boat, yeah. Oh, yeah, toy boat, toy boat. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Yeah. Yeah. All of the tricky ones, all of the ones that that seem really simple, but, yeah, can be quite complex. Yeah, Hmm. yeah. Toy boat always tripped me up (laughs) saying that fast. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good one to keep practising then. Yes, yes, it is. Awesome. All right, well, thank you so much. Doesn't that sound like fun? You can do some humming and stretching in the car on the way to work and then do some tongue twisters with your fellow teachers before you hop in. Sounds like a great team builder activity, actually. Who can bring the funniest tongue twister? I'm sure there's some really rude ones out there as well. Now, don't forget to check that check out that YouTube video for the interview with Jess Ham. I'll have the link in the comments below. So Jess does give us a few different exercises from Kat, so it is worthwhile. I'll warn you, I spoke to Jess for three and a half hours. She is so funny, but I have condensed that conversation into less than 20 minutes for you, so you don't have to watch the whole three and a half hours. Now, feel free to jump into different sections. There are about nine activities that we do and a few different animal sounds, actually. So I challenge you to find your inner cat or your inner crow before you go and watch it. It was so much fun catching up with both of these amazing ladies. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Jess. Next topic in the self-care series will be teeth, dental. How does that pool of water affect our teeth and what can we do to protect them? Now, we will be catching up with dental hygienist Jolene Sturgis from Capricorn Dental who is either going to be at the World Hygiene Conference or she'll just be returned from it. So she's going to have the most up-to-date information available for all of our swimming teachers. Thank you so much for joining me in the joy of aquatics. I will see you next time. Happy swimming. Happy swimming.